personal life in the mainstream society. I travel the world with our children and try to raise eco-conscious goals. Join me for authentic conversation, adventure, and of course, coffee. Welcome to the Wild Bradbury Podcast. I'm Lydia Bradbury, and this week I'm going to talk about blessing ways and baby showers in the midst of this whole COVID-19 catastrophe and what that has looked like over here. There's um, a whole slew of people, of course, having babies in March and April that the pandemic is actively affecting. And as a doula and postpartum care provider, March and April are always very, very busy months. Always. So to have something like a pandemic happening simultaneously is um, very disheartening. Now, granted, right now I'm not working in that field so much, and I have the opportunity to sit back and enjoy the fact that I already had a home birth planned, <laughs> but... So much of this is unknown and uncharted territory for so many families. And there are certain things that I personally like to do before I have a baby. One of those is called a blessing way. And for those of you not familiar with blessing ways, it is traditionally used to um, to welcome new moms into motherhood. That's the the basis of the ritual, but it's also used for many other things. Um, we had, they have blessing ways for first menstruation. There's blessing ways for divorces or abusive relationships. There's blessing ways for moves or big life changes for marriages and so on. So it can really be used for any of those things and they're all equally as lovely, but traditionally it was to help prepare a mother for motherhood. My doula and postpartum um, business side of my life fell under the name of red tent rituals, which are very close to my heart. Um, the red tent is, uh, traditionally a Bedouin, um, nomadic tradition where women retreat to a red tent, um, for the whole week of their menstruation because it's considered dirty and Men and in men in cultures all around the world uh, keep themselves away from the female population during that time. Uh, in communities, the women also sleep in these tents. This is where they give birth. This is where they are prepared for marriage. This is where all rites and rituals of womanhood come to be. And so much of that is... Um, unwaveringly important. Okay. So it, this idea that it takes a tribe, that there's a village of women that help you become a better mother, that help you prepare your home and your family and your body and your spirit for parenthood is a very real thing. Even if you feel like you're lacking it, you can think, I'm sure 
uh, off the top of your head of a couple of people that have greatly helped your experience, right? And for those of us in the military community, those people are ever-changing. It's like a revolving door of friendships that we all really hope to continue to nurture, but it's just not humanly possible. So we have seasons of friends, which is perfectly normal for us because that is the lifestyle we lead. But had we been brought up in a traditional Bedouin community or a certain tribes throughout the world, we would be born and raised in the same tent as so many other women that we would continue relationships with for the rest of our lives. And those women would have full rights to parent us and full rights to correct our behavior and full rights to school us and full rights to help in the child rearing because it takes a village. It really does. And I'm very fortunate that our street and our neighborhood, um, we have a handful of women that are very, very committed to to that thought process. We all know that whatever, however we correct each other's children, it was the best choice we could make in that moment. <clears throat> and we're perfectly okay with whatever that outcome is. Um, I can't say that, but everywhere we've ever been. So it's very important to me to have that community. But blessing ways have become something that I greatly look forward to. And They may be the most important part of prepping for a new baby, in my opinion, now that I'm on baby number five and the idea of needing to be prepared with diapers, wipes, etc. doesn't seem so fervent. I tend to focus more on preparing my body and my spirit for bringing another soul into the world. So blessing ways are very important in that sense. Now let me tell you that When this COVID-19 business started, I never could have imagined that it would be what it currently is. I'm recording this on, what's today's date? March the 26th, and uh, never ever saw this coming to this magnitude. A few weeks ago, my husband asked me if I was freaked out, if I was scared, whatever. I said, no, but I am greatly concerned with how people will respond. And they responded exactly how I thought they would. Um, complete fear-mongering panic is, is the easiest way to describe it. And to some extent, it's completely justified, and and it's, it's scary. It's scary. Um, bringing another baby into the world during all of this is equally as scary. Having a spouse that's considered essential and knowing good and well that no matter how much I quarantine myself and my children... He's bringing home God knows what, and there's nothing I can do about it. So I feel like a sitting duck. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest that I don't feel overly safe at the moment, but with quiet, with quarantine, with isolation, with the correct preparations comes a very strong sense of readiness in regards to this birth. I've been pregnant for a very long time now. Um, Rightfully so. I'm 39 and some change weeks pregnant with this baby, and I carried my last baby to 18 weeks and some change. So, I mean, I am, in theory, 57 (laughs) weeks into a 67-week pregnancy that just drags on and on and on and on. And I really thought that I would struggle to, to get to the mental headspace 
to correctly have this baby, the, uh, the, the mental space that it requires for me to have a home birth and stand on my own two feet and push a baby out and go about my life and continue parenting my other children and continue running this household in such a, a time of complete upheaval. And I will tell you that until a week ago Sunday, I was not in the right headspace. Until a week ago Sunday, I was still completely fixated on the fact that I was uncomfortable. Um, I was still continuously mourning a baby I don't have and I'm not going to have. And so much of this pregnancy was still about Oak, our baby that I delivered in April. I mean, I still, even (laughs) up until a week ago, was mistaking this baby for the last. Just almost entirely unattached from her. This is a girl from her. And knowing good and well that it would take her getting here safely and in my arms finally for me to recognize the little the little spirit I was dealing with and um, to really celebrate her arrival. And to some extent, that's still true. But the blessing way that I had in the midst of all this newfound COVID chaos helped stage me mentally for this delivery. And it would be the last time that my tribe would be in the same place together. So, you know, we had this huge weekend planned. The 14th and 15th of March were going to be a block party, a six-year-old's birthday party, my husband's 32nd birthday party. Then the next day we would have my baby shower followed by the blessing way. And... In the course of that Friday to Monday time span, the gathering proportions went from 250 down to 10. And in an attempt to not break the law, we were trying to adjust our lives in accordance with all the new, whatever you want to call them, all the new rules. Uh, On Friday, it was gatherings of 250. So it's like, okay, we can still have our little block party. Only a handful of people were committed to coming no big deal. It's outside. We don't have to be close, whatever. Saturday comes and it's down to gatherings of 50 or less. I was like, oh, well, if everyone shows up that we invited, we'll be over. That didn't happen. So it was a non-issue. Sunday, I had over 20 people committed to coming to the baby shower in Blessing Way. And they dropped out like flies (laughs) because... I assume because of the COVID thing, people all had their reasons, but it was not a time to nitpick those reasons, you know, um, to each their own. And uh, when it was all said and done, the gathering size was supposed to be 10 or less, and we had nine. And I was like, okay, I think we're still in within the safe zone of following the rules. Um, had it not been for the blessing way portion, I would have just had people door drop presents and enjoyed opening them with the kids and and written thank you notes and moved on with my life but the blessing way is very personal the blessing way needs to be done in person the blessing way uh, the blessing way is um, very very rich and very resonating and it only works in person so when that was all said and done when the baby shower crowd had left the crowd of nine you know, when they had dissipated, there was five of us or six of us left to do the blessing way. And for those of you that have never attended a blessing way, 
It is such a neat, neat birthing ritual. The way that I have learned to perform it as a postpartum doula and as a placenta encapsulator, I mean, we, we learned about pieces of it throughout different aspects of my training, but that's when I was first introduced to it. And it's evolved a little now that I've had a few of my own and hosted a few for other people. This tends to look like, um, like a, like a circle of women. If they happen to not be, um, Christian heavy, then we call the directions uh, into being to kind of light the circle to bring the spirits and the ancestors into the space. If they happen to be heavily Christian, I've done two Catholic ones at this point. Then we pray. We do a prayer. Um, we hold hands. We do something along those lines. We did not hold hands during our COVID chaos blessing way, but um, easily could have. And I don't think anyone would have scoffed too hard at any of it. But uh, for mine, we call the directions and we bring the spirits in, which sounds like a Ouija board, but it's really not. We just draw attention to our space in the midst of the universe so that blessings can be heard and showered upon me. And then I ask each of the ladies attending to bring a bead or a charm that either represents a strength of mine that they find endearing or a strength of their own that they hope I carry with me into this delivery and into motherhood or um, something about the bead that reminds them of me. And they kind of tell me their little spiel about it, why they chose it. Some of them um, attach them to birth, birth affirmations, which are just things, uh, little mantras to repeat to yourself when you're in labor, like women all over the world are birthing with me. Um, people have been doing this for thousands of years. My body knows what it's doing. Each wave is a contra- or each contraction is a wave I can ride. Um, just little little sayings, right? That that help keep you focused. And when it's all said and done, all those beads get strung together on a mala, which is essentially a long prayer bead chain. Um, my beautiful friend Mercedes created the most gorgeous mala for me that I will send. I will post pictures to the blog with this podcast episode. Ugh, everyone needs a Mercedes. That's all. She's been such a gift. And coincidentally, our relationship started with me as her <laughs> placenta encapsulationist. And so it's just really interesting to see how your tribe changes. And yet, though the people may not change, the roles and positions that everyone assumes changes. And it's just such a beautiful thing. So after everyone told me what they brought and why, um, we also had my mother on FaceTime telling me why she sent the charms and beads that she did. And um, we shared birth stories and we, we beat a drum that my lovely friend Mary brought with her from Washington that she had handmade that was blessed by a shaman made out of elk skin. And we beat the drum and walked the birth space, which for me this time is underneath our tree in the backyard. And it was just perfect. It was lovely. The whole thing doesn't take more than 30 minutes. It's essentially a small bleep in the wrinkle of time and an even tinier bleep when it comes to the life of a child or the journey of motherhood. But it is so special, and it's such a beautiful way 
to kind of um, mentally prepare yourself for the weeks to come. That was at that was the day before I turned thirty nine weeks, thirty eight weeks. Day before I turned thirty eight weeks pregnant, and I'm now pushing forty. And I'm ready. I'm mentally ready. I feel so much more prepared, partly because I know the depths of the women that are rooting for me. And though their strength is not necessarily necessarily mine, and many of them have never had a child, much less a natural birth at home, it's very moving. That doesn't mean they're not strong women. You know, everyone has their strengths and everyone has their intentions and they place them upon you and you can feel it. It's like getting, it's like charging an electric car. You know, that's kind of, that's kind of my best analogy for it because before that my heart was heavy. I wasn't really ready to have this baby. Um, it's very scary to bring a baby into a world that's in complete upheaval and then quickly following that baby's birth will be the anniversary of the delivery and birth and death of, of my other baby. And so it's just very, it's a very intense time around here. Um, for the very first time, though, the Blessing Way opened the spiritual gate between me and this baby. And so it's a very real and tangible thing that I can feel over here. So if you've been considering having one, or if you've never heard about it from today, you should absolutely find a reason to have one, whether it be to celebrate a divorce, to celebrate a new job, to celebrate a move, to celebrate a baby, um, to, to celebrate a death for that matter. Celebrations of life are a very real thing and a very great, great, wonderful way to delve into blessing ways. So give your all yourself the space. You know, this is um, a very odd time to be, a person of the world. <clears throat> it's an even a more bizarre time to be a traveler of the world. It's a crazy time to be a military spouse. I, I didn't think it could get crazier. Here's COVID-19. It's an insane time to be bringing a baby into the world. And later this week, I will talk more about birth and birthing into a pandemic. Um, what so many people are considering, what we would love to see happen from the the birth assistant side of things, how it's all playing out for clients and friends and people and what um, what the maternity ward looks like right now. I'll delve into that later this week. But right now, I want you to give yourself all the quiet and all the headspace that you need during this quarantine time to rest, um, to recharge. Uh, to, to charge that electric car that is your spiritual inner self and really reflect on what it is that you need and what you deem important in your community and, and in your heart. I hope you all are staying safe. Remember, try to keep six feet. But also don't forget that you need vitamin C and fruits and vegetables and sunshine. And don't deprive yourself of those things trying to be too responsible. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.